This is an HR program on demand, a living seed capsule of work life and workplace coming live from a rooftop in Stockholm, Sweden. It's me, Anne-Marie Andrich, and me, Katarina Berg. A vodcast, if you like, on HR, straight across the counter. Sponsored by HR, the real deal, HR by HR for HR. Hello, Gary. Hi, Marie. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. Oh, 2023. Yes. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. So last year, we actually, we had you, we had you here twice. You did. You huh? did. It feels like ages ago. It's more or less a year ago, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. And a lot has happened. It has. We closed 2022. We moved into 2023. And I remember, um, obviously, I will pick your brain for what's mm. ahead of us now or ahead of you for, for this year. But I remember last year you were saying, one of the things that you had in plan was to personalize the people experience at mm. Spotify. How did that come along? Yeah, going there. So it's kind of taken up the last year of my work life. So um, I'll, I'll try and unpack this. This one's not a straightforward answer. So I think <clears throat> when you talk about kind of EX, um, there's lots of definitions around that. EX. EX, employee experience, sorry. Um, and we'll kind of come and look at it like so for me i often describe it as kind of the cement between the bricks and if the bricks are kind of policies or features or things you have with employees to interact with the experience is what holds it all together right and how strong that cement is is how strong the overall structure and experience is and i think if you look into this kind of crystal ball in 2023 everyone's talking about employee experience and people analytics and people analytics can have more of a role in personalization, et cetera. Um, and I don't mean this to be like critical of it, and because I've said that, it means I am being critical, but it's, it's almost, it feels a bit lazy to me in the sense of like people analytics having an impact on employee experience is pretty obvious. It, it should do. Mm -hmm. um, but actually, how do you do it? It's actually the tricky piece. Right. Um, so if you take, and I'm oversimplifying the example of it, but if you took something like uh, onboarding mm -hmm. as a piece, if you said to your people analytics team, uh, we have an onboarding survey, let's do an analysis of that and come back with some recommendations. And you could do that and that input could go into decision around personalization. Um, but I just think you're scratching at the surface with that. And it's, it's got its role, but there's more that can be done. Um, there's lots of employee experience platforms out there now. Um, there's been a kind of big wave of investment into this, into this year. So taking those bits away from me, what it kind of comes down to is, generally speaking, when employees have touch points, they're looking to go somewhere, to know something, mm -hmm. or to do something. Right. Um, so how could you build a platform that does that, but is personalized in a really individual way? Mm -hmm. So to unpack it a bit more, if we both took our phones out now, and you opened your Spotify, so we'll stay on brand, yes. and I open my Spotify, your home screen is gonna look very different to mine unless we have very overlapping taste in music. Right. But the point of that is it's, it's personalized to you. So you get an optimized experience. It feels relevant to you and you can find what you need to quickly. Mm -hmm. If you take employee experience, generally speaking as platforms otherwise, they're, they're pretty generic, they're frameworks. We all go into the same touch point. We all navigate it in the same way. And some people navigate that better than others. Mm -hmm. But what if uh, that wasn't how it was? It was more akin to a personalized experience. So you could log into something and Yours was yours and mine was mine. And businesses are nuanced and Spotify is no different. So someone onboarding in HR 
um, is that's a very different experience from someone onboarding on one of our R&D teams. And the experience should be reflective of that. So if you hold all that to be true, you've then got to say, well, how do you do that? Right. Um, and that's where I think people analytics come. So what we've been working out last year is this new personalization engine. So a kind of live in the moment personalization of an employee's experience. So not a outward recommendation of this is how you should personalize it, but actually when you're in using something live and active, we're personalizing as you're using it. Wow. So that's what we've been working on. It's a on. wow. Yeah, I think so. I hope so. Wow. <laughs> okay, so, but, but it, so you're working on it. It's almost finished. It's almost finished. Almost finished. So yeah. there is a launch coming up. There will be, yeah. So we, we're planning on, we'll be going uh, live internally in some of the markets uh, towards the end of Q1. And then we'll be able to share much more details around how that looks and actually what it looks. But um, we spoke before, but I'm really big on kind of practical application of things and mm -hmm. how do we push what the, the function's trying to do? What can a people analytics team be? So um, this is a sort of new domain that, kind of a bit like the biased parent, but I don't think this exists anywhere else. I certainly haven't seen anything. Uh, like it, I'm super pumped for it. I'm looking forward to it this year. Oh God! Uh, yeah, Gary, every single time you join, I'm like, okay, when can we see this? Yeah. Last time it was disco. Last time it was disco. Yeah. Right. Um, last time it was disco. Now it's something else. So this is again a teaser for a follow up, it maybe is, later this year to it see is. how how uh, what what that actually is. How, it how it was it? How was it perceived? How it works? And what are the learnings? Okay, looking mm. forward. That's a cliffhanger. That's a cliffhanger. Always with you cliffhangers. Okay. <laughs> so you invite me back. <laughs> yes, that's how I invite you back. But it's so interesting. And I think you, I mean, clearly you're working so diligently and strategically with your team to solve things that, um, you know, it's top of mind for every company out there, right? Um, so that's why it's so interesting. Now, <clears throat> as we said last year, Okay, looking forward, mm. right? Good luck with that launch. Thank you. Um, last year it was Disco. Yes. Um, how did, so for the viewers who didn't see those two episodes last year, we would recommend watch those. Exactly, shame yeah. on you. But, but a recap, Disco, yeah. what, what is that? And uh, how has it progressed? So Disco's our in-house people analytics reporting right. platform. Yeah. So uh, that's where we, all of our reporting, all of our analysis goes. Front end app everyone can use, back end the team use for all the analysis. Right. Uh, so we launched it, it feels ages ago, end of 2020. Uh, so yes, yeah, so we've had it for a couple of years um, now. So it's kind of, it's, it's largely gone to, gone to plan really. Right. Um, it's a really boring answer, I think. Uh, <laughs> people are usually like, well, it doesn't go to plan, but no, it's gone to plan. I think last year was, the analogy I've kind of got for this is a bit like, you know, when you move into a new house and you love your new house and it's great and you're excited to be in it. And then you spend a little bit of time living in it. And then you decide, okay, we might redecorate that room and we might tweak this and do that. It's kind of where we are with Disco mm -hmm. uh, right now. So our team did a tremendous job uh, last year. So I think I described the first time we spoke, Disco was kind of base camp and we're going to evolve from there. It wasn't the end point, it was the kind of start. Right. Uh, I think I get this number right. I think we've made over 480 different changes in Disco last year. Wow. Um, new features, new songs, new playlists. Right. Um, new tweaks. So this year is kind of going to be uh, 2.0 is going to be coming this year. So taking a lot of learnings, interactions with the different teams, we've got a lot more data in Disco now. Right. Um, so how to evolve that sort of experience. So gone really well. I think the, the biggest thing, and it always was, it was kind of the boring thing, but it was the capability it built for the team in the back end. Exactly. So the type of analysis they do, um, some of the other things I'm sure we'll talk about, products and other things we've been able to develop has been because of that capability. So 
yeah, big success, gone really well, uh, but more to do. More to do. And uh, clearly you learn as you go mm. uh, and, and the data obviously helps you there, clearly. Uh, on brand. Yes. <laughs> on brand. On brand. On brand. Okay, so, so um, <clears throat> I know you also done some uh, profound work together with the greenhouse team, the learning and development team. Anything that you can share with us there? Uh, yes, yeah, so I think our biggest one uh, with the blog on Scout. That was probably our biggest launch. Scout. Scout, yeah. So I'll, what, I'll, I will what describe Scout? what Scout is. Yeah, so we, I think we started off uh, it was towards the start of last year. Um, so I've always been kind of fascinated with that problem that I think most HR teams have when it comes to talent. Uh, how do you spot it? How do you develop it? Succession plans. It's kind of that problem that no one really solves for. Right. Um, and I think we had we had what we had at Spotify with the opportunity to do something differently. So that's where the sort of collaboration with Greenhouse and Michaela and Johanna and co um, was how could we come at talent at Spotify, so identifying and developing it slightly, mm. slightly differently. So uh, we don't have the kind of traditional performance management grades. Exactly. It's not a kind of cultural thing that we have. And I'm not an advocate for it anyway. I think it, I think some people think it solves for it. I'm not. I'm not overly sure it does, but how could we take all the data and information that we had in Disco, put that into a product and platform that allows us to then find talent? So what, what Scout does um, is we look for what's called events in the data. So there's lots of, so the really simple one would be a promotion. Mm -hmm. So if you're promoted, that's generally someone who's performing well in their role, simple example. Um, there's lots of other types of events which are far more nuanced and smaller and subtle that are still indicative of someone performing well. So what Scout does is just kind of always on and it is constantly scouting Spotify um, mm -hmm. across all the levels. So generally in organizations, you know your top five, 10% pretty well, um, but below that in the organization, that can become more difficult. And certainly when you get to a bigger size, it's exactly. just not possible to kind of know. Um, so Scout does that automatically. Um, but then what it does, is it then needs a human being, an HRBP, a business leader to kind of confirm that finding. So we're not making automated decisions mm -hmm. on people. It's just a different way to scout the organization and surface talent so that we can tag it, develop it, earmark it for roles, succession plans, etc. And that's what that's what Scout does. Beautiful. And that has been launched. That has been launched, yeah, right. that has been launched. So I think we're early stages for that. So this will be the kind of first year that we start to start to use it but like i say a lot of collaboration with the talent team um to kind of get that where it's got to now so that's going to be an exciting one for us as we develop out this year yeah yeah for sure wonderful um looking forward to hearing uh, how that progress as well in that follow-up session follow up later this later year. year um and then um and what about the talent acquisition team yeah they had a quiet year last year yes yeah <laughs> so tell not us not very much um i think talent spotify is a bit manic last year in terms of its Herculean effort to get kind of 4,000 people in. So um, we, it was actually Christmas 2021, uh, we started looking at our kind of talent and TA offering. And I'm always usually fairly honest with what we've got. And the, the honest answer where we were, it wasn't good enough. Um, it just it certainly with what we had coming up. It, so we actually went back and did a total rebuild. Um, we literally tore it all back down and built it back up. So team did a really tremendous job of it. Um, the TA system, the data is hugely complex, mm -hmm. hugely complex. I don't think people realize how complex that is because it's so process driven. There's so many steps. Right. Understand that data set is a real big, a real big effort. So built our complete new offering. Um, again, probably building out Basecamp 
I use that phrase quite a lot, but it's it's been a lot of work, but that's kind of where we've got to. Um, and this year's a big kick on. We're not going to be quite as bonkers this year in terms of headcount increases, so we get a bit more time to focus on it. Um, so we're going to kind of split it into two. So um, one is kind of a bit more TA operational, so supporting the TA team with what they do and how they go out with business a bit more than we have. Mm -hmm. um, the other one we want to do is something a bit more manager focusing or sort of hiring manager, which is how can we give them a bit more information. So things from sort of interviews where things are up to. We've also got some hiring managers who consistently recruit high volumes. How can we kind of help support them? So TA has given another focus for us this year. Um, so base camp was built last year. Climb the mountain this year. Perfect, lovely. Looking forward to that as well. And now lastly, um, we spoke to Arvid mm. um, earlier and he was <coughs> sharing you know, when he was looking into the crystal ball of last year, he was saying, you know, he was looking forward to working more tightly with your team and you're reporting into your team is under the remit of, of uh, total rewards and, and, and Arvid. Um, and he was talking about, you know, you got married last year, then you got into a honeymoon and uh, and and so forth. Right? This is what I have to work <laughs> with. Yeah. So I was going to ask you about that honeymooning and how mm. that how that marriage is progressing yeah, with the, the total <laughs> No, it's, it's been good. I think it's it's the one we probably picked up in earnest kind of Q4 last year. Yeah. Um, and I think there's one of the interesting things with comp is it's, it's probably the only other area in HR which is heavy data users and number crunching sure. and otherwise. Um, but where it's different and what people don't often realize is there's, there's so much process around comp. Um, so for us coming in it as a, a kind of outsider, inverted commas, is for us to have impact and um, deliver on what I want us to be able to deliver and kind of support that as a team. You have to spend your time kind of earning your stripes, understanding it, seeing how they have to interact with the business, what they're doing, et cetera. So that's what we spend sort of key for. So we've, we've probably got a bit more processy focused mm -hmm. to really get an understanding and take that um, knowledge of things which is coming up. So um, it's kind of a comp review cycle at the moment, which I think a lot of organizations are. So. Yeah. I think as we get out of Q1, we have a lot of learnings from that. And I think so we've, we've, we've done the first bit of work, which is kind of a lot of scaling and optimizing what they do, which has been quite manual previously. Um, as we get into this year, is how can we kind of explode out with this sort of option? So some of the examples we've got in reporting, so we take things like um, gender pay gap, um, you know, equitable pay, et cetera. They're generally pretty cyclical, i.e., you know, you, we do them a few times a year, but they're one-off activities, close the book and then go. So we're working on this idea of kind of always on. So you can go in and look at gender pay or equitable pay at any stage, day, night, whenever you like, and right. have it kind of live. So some of those ideas, but it's, I think it's just gonna be one of the ones we're a bit patient with it. So obviously we've got to buy a house now and move in and get settled. And I think, so that's kind of where we are. So lots of enthusiasm, lots of really good ideas, which is great. Um, but like I say, there's, it's a complex area, yeah. um, which it doesn't necessarily feel from the outside, but once you kind of get in, you sort right. of realize how much there's to be done. Right, exactly. So um, the family is growing. The kids <laughs> are, <laughs> more yeah. kids, more kids, I'm gonna have right? to remember this analogy for the <laughs> time. Yeah. Yes, beautiful. Thank you so much. It's so inspiring to, to speak to you every single time, Gary, because obviously you're doing uh, so much work uh, and progressing. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that follow-up conversation uh, later this year. Now, you know how we end? I do. It's, a, it's the hardest bit. It's the hardest it's bit. It's also absolutely freezing up here. I know, and it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm looking at your hair and thinking, oh my God, it's 
fantastic. It's the only bit of it that's not moving. <laughs> <laughs> Legs are going, it's freezing. Thank you so much for the light, the yeah. talk, uh, and let's uh, try to end this now. Yes, yes. okay, so okay. stay safe, stay strong, stay active, I got it. Excellent. Ida Medalia. Ida Medalia. Fantastic, <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Thank you.